Word. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Hello. Let's go. Episode 46. 46 in the mix. Yeah, part 46 in the mix, yeah. 46, eat a bag of checks mix. Or dicks. Yeah, I was going to try and be, uh, like, have it behind, like, a veil, you know? So they don't know, but, mm -hmm. yeah. Or dicks, too. But, but now they know. I know. So, it's too late. <laughs> okay. Word. Um, yeah. Yeah, we got a good episode today. We have, uh, we're going to look at where esports go. Um and the esports community and its growth, which is pretty like really interesting thing. Some things I was surprised to find. So, yeah, glad episode forty six. But naturally, we're gonna do our check ins to start off with, like every single episode. So, um, yeah, Mike, what's good with you? I'm dying. Uh, oh yeah, slowly, slowly, yeah, slowly dying, like we all are. But mm -hmm. I'm sick, and it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for being here. Corona. Thanks for recording. I know I'm thankful. I know everyone else listening is thankful too. So, yeah. Oh, so we're, sweet. Hey, um, we got, we're here. You know what I mean? We, we're here. We're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not Corona. Thank God. Got a Corona test. Yeah. It's not Corona. Which is good. That's good. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, been playing It Takes Two with Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Which I've been loving mm -hmm. um it's a great co-op game it's mm -hmm. uh it's kind of sad some of it it's about like these two do you know the storyline no so it follows like this little girl mm -hmm. and uh her parents are like getting a divorce and then like her parents sit her down and tell her that she's they're getting a divorce and then she like runs away and plays with these dolls and she cries on the dolls. Then the dolls come alive and they're her parents. What? That's weird. And they have to like, they have to, uh, like sort of solve their differences by like going on adventures as like little dolls. Oh, what? So but then it's like it's you fun. playing as the dolls. Yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm like the dad and, Charlotte plays the mom, and you're okay. like the dolls. Right okay. now, we're like, uh, we're in a big tree, like working with the squirrels to kill the wasps. So, what? Big things happening. Yeah. And it takes two right now. That sounds uh, interesting to say the least. I don't know. Like, it sounds really, uh, I don't know, weird. Weird sounding game. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun, though. Yeah. Um, I also. Coming off of that NFT episode, I looked into Top Shot and getting a pack, and I was able mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. secure a pre-order for a pack. Yeah. So that's dope. It should have, it should have three moments or like three NFTs. Yeah. In the pack. Yeah. And then I also I bought like a Marcus Smart layup moment too. Oh, that's like dope. Thir How much were they? Were they bucks, cheap? I think. So the pack I think was nine bucks, and then the Marcus Smart layup was thirteen. It's crazy that um, on that same platform they could be traded for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's dope. I'm glad uh, to. I want to. I want to follow this. I'm glad we could follow that and see like yeah. what happens with that. That's cool. Um, I they don't give you a date to like when it opens or like when it it's actually yours. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing if I got anything cool and see if I can like resell. I'm pretty sure I could resell. Cause I haven't seen an NFT f- go for less than nine dollars, mm-hmm. so yeah, I feel like I if I sell them all, like I will. Yeah, I you'll make, make some profit. profit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I can do that. But yeah, I'll keep I'll keep the pod posted on that. Mm. Cool. As it continues, um, and then just since we were doing we're doing the esports episode, I just thought it was funny that this week, uh, Suffolk emailed me about a new esports marketing class mm-hmm. um sounded pretty interesting to me mm-hmm. and like they also are thinking about making a arena air quotes mm-hmm. just basically a place to for esports like tournaments to take place mm-hmm. um and like i took like this long survey saying like Oh, like, have you ever played any of these games? And, like, have you ever watched, like, an esports tournament or whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a cool survey. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see them build a arena and, like... Oh, and they also talked about making, like, a varsity esports team. Mm. Which is, like, really pop- more popular than, you, than I thought before researching yeah. this episode. A lot of schools have, like esports team that they send nationally national games like i think the last Mm -hmm. one was held in like 2019 and um it would send people to like china from the u.s Uh uh-huh it's crazy Mm -hmm. um mike was saying that bunker hill has like a really good esports team oh that makes sense i remember seeing a lot of like a group with their computers like playing games after um like after some of my classes while I was there, that probably was them. Cause it was like, they were playing yeah. a large group, like 15 people yeah. all with computers playing, like all like portable computers. I don't even doubt it. Huh. Interesting. That's cool. I feel like that, that whole idea is like kind of fun. Mm. Like to mm-hmm. go to like a place where there's a bunch of computers with your friends and like yeah. have a tournament and shit. Yeah. No, it's definitely cool. It's like naturally going to get more and more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're going to go into further detail, but mm-hmm. what's been going on with you? Um, yeah, we'll definitely touch that later. But um, recently I went back uh, at Legal. So for you guys who don't know or who are new, I used to work in a restaurant and I haven't for a while. And uh, finally getting, I'm finally getting back to there. Um, so I'm doing that. As I'm going into my office at Modern um, more often, uh, so that's really ramping for me. So I'm probably gonna start like really getting busy, which is exciting. Um, yeah, and then uh, I've also been growing, um, growing my own uh, marijuana from home. So I'm in week six of flowering, so I'm really excited for that. Um, so I'm gonna start flowering soon. Um, usually it takes about eight to 10 weeks to get a full grow. So I'm really close, um, to finishing that out and probably a month after that, I'll actually have my own. So, uh, yeah, last week was a halfway point. So I'm excited about that. 
But other than that, just been the pod and yeah. Nice. That's exciting stuff. Do you yeah. are you talking about you going to the office for the real estate stuff? Yeah. So I'm gonna start working more often in the real estate office too. So I'm only working at legals uh, three times a week, and then I'm there the other four times. Um, I'm half time, and then my third day at legals is a half day for now. Um, mm-hmm. But if I really start to feel overwhelmed, then I'll probably just do two doubles and. Yeah, and work like that. So have that day off. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that yeah, the real estate office is a lot is a lot easier on the body as long as I don't have even if I have to like drive to places and then show people's houses. But generally, we're not doing that as much. People are really just going online. Uh, yeah. What have you worked in the office yet? Yeah, so I've been in there a couple times, um, and yeah, it's not that bad for like movement, really. I'm doing a lot more posting and maybe phone calls, but um, yeah, it's a lot. It's oh, a lot easier cool. on the body. So, do you have a standing desk, or do you think you'll get a standing desk? You said a standing desk. Yeah. Um, usually, when I'm at home, I either because while I'm there, no. But when I'm at home, I usually like use my dresser as a standing desk. <laughs> And then sit at my regular desk. So there, I think I can cut a corner and sit down for a little bit. That's true. I need to get a standing desk. I feel like that's uh, good for you. It is good for your body. Flowing. It's definitely good for your body. Mm. Um, Should I? Yeah, let's. uh, I should. Yeah, well, definitely let's get into it. Uh, Michael, break down a couple types of esports for you guys, and yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm just going to read a few of the examples of, like, genres of games that people play in the esports tournaments and industry. Uh, there are, like, fighting games, like like Street Fighter or Tekken. Um, there's also that Marvel versus Capcom game. Mm-hmm. That was a big hit, and that was people were playing that competitively. Also, like, Super Smash Brothers. Which is surprisingly still, like, super popular. Mm. Um, there are FPSs, like Valorant. Yep, these are my strike. type of game that I just recently started to play more of. Yeah. I used to just play uh, some of, like, like, the slower ones. Mm-hmm. But there's, a uh, yeah, Counter-Strike, Valorant, Call of Duty, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some MOBAs, which are... I gotta look at the exact breakdown. I always right. forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is FPS multiplayer mm. online battle arena. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. So this game, this is like a. It's usually a five v five type of game where people their their teams like try to destroy their defenses of the other teams like. Uh, base mm. and then like whoever destroys the other team's base first ends up winning those games mm. um, some examples are League of Legends Dota 2 um, Smite and Heroes of the Storm mm. um, there's also racing games like Mario Kart and uh, which I love I think, Mario like, Kart's so fun 
Me too. Um, Forza Motorsport. Um, I'm sure there's other ones, but I hate racing games aside from Mario Kart. Mm. So uh, there's real-time strategy games, which are kind of like you sort of... Isn't that League of Legends? I thought, yeah, doesn't there... No, that's not League of Legends. That's not the Um, game I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of... uh... There's like StarCraft... And okay. StarCraft falls under uh, real-time strategy. It's like where you like build your own base and you try to like build up an army, mm. and you fight against other people's bases and armies. Um, those are like really hard to play. Like people, I saw a video of like a pro League of Legends player playing against or playing just like directly next to. Like, they were each playing their separate games, mm. but they were just showing, like, their keystrokes, um, and the StarCraft player was, like, his hand was, like, constantly moving, like, all over the keyboard, mm. and, like, League of Legends was, like, barely clicking buttons. Mm. Um, so, StarCraft's, like, no joke. It's, like, really... And people are still playing it. It's, like, yeah. over a decade old. Um but yeah, RTSs are big. Sports games like 2K. Mm-hmm. FIFA's huge around the world. Yeah. Um, there's third-person shooters like uh, that new one, Rogue Company. Mm. And there's also... Fort. Gears of War. Fortnite. Um, the new game came out called Outriders. I feel mm-hmm. like that might have a pretty good following i play the demo for that um and then there's also card games <clears throat> like hearthstone i'm not a which big is fan very of those, popular cause... especially on people's yeah. phones Mm-hmm. they're uh super popular there's like so many people playing hearthstone um mm-hmm. also magic the gathering arena is another like online card game that people play a lot mm-hmm. uh and then some games that like f- don't really have a category or fall under like a other category are world of warcraft which is like an mmo but people have like uh tournaments where it's just like combat based uh then there's like tetris and uh pokemon pokemon mm. go is actually a esport yeah interestingly enough and that's in the mobile that. in the mobile um yeah which is another huge section of esports huge mm-hmm. huge huge so many people it's yeah. it's it's i think it's the cheaper alternative to like true esports because what's interesting about a lot of these games is there is like a there there's a paywall because if you really want to be competitive at a lot of these types of games, you do need a stronger computer, which takes a lot of money. Yeah. So a lot of people can't necessarily afford the large computers, but uh, mobile devices are really easy. So it's really easy for like a smaller group to get into it. Um, True. Um, a recent thing that just happened too was, uh, have you heard of Wild Rift? No. So... <clears throat> this happened like two days ago, actually. League of Legends finally released their mobile version of League of Legends. It's called Wild Rift. Ah. Uh, so like pretty much. Can you play? With an but iPhone, can you play with the same group? Like, are you not going to be playing with the the computer people? 
What do you mean? You can play PvP, yeah. You can play against other people. Yeah, but other people who are also on mobile. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's only mobile, I mm. believe. Because there's like limited champs uh, available in it right now. Mm. So I think it's just limited. But th there are a ton of people playing it because mm. it's been like long awaited. They've been developing yeah. it for a long time now. Mm. Um, but it was cool. I started playing it. It's like it's almost more fun than on the computer just because <clears throat> on the computer it gets kind of sweaty and mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to adjust if you haven't like played. Because League yeah. of Legends has been out for over a decade, too. Yeah, it has been out People. for a long time. That's why I was surprised that they hadn't had them before. Like, I know when Fortnite came out, one of the first things they did was uh, was to create, like, cross-platform playing for, like, console mm -hmm. and computer and then also with mobile. Um, right. So that's, that's just crazy. That took so long for them to do it. Finally, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> also want to mention one last game was RuneScape because mm -hmm. it wasn't mentioned on the mm -hmm. wiki and stuff, but RuneScape has a huge following and they have like two versions of their game and mm -hmm. they have in the old school version, they have different leagues each season mm -hmm. where like they sort of like nuance, they, they make like a nuanced form of their game and allow people to create like new characters and compete and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. It's almost got like their own little industry of like competitive runescape playing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those are pretty much all the types of competitive games that there are. Word. Um, yeah. So with all of those like types of games and, it really, there's a lot of different types of people who can can uh, be into them or be interested in playing them. Um, and think, like, for all these games, there's, like, a lot of different, like, demographics that it hits. So I'm sure, like, there's a lot of different type of people. Um, like, it's, I want to throw this here, too, that one of the interesting things about the gaming community is that it's a lot... Uh, it's a lot more developed than people think. Like the average age of a of a video game player is 33, which is crazy because that means that there has a lot of older people than 33 and younger people to to balance off the really young people who play video games. You know, there's a lot of older people who still play. Um, so it goes directly into like how it's getting more accessible to a lot more people and furthering its growth of the community. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to get further towards growth is that uh, one of uh, a, a pretty, a data analytics company, Nuzu, uh, was creating projections in 2019 uh, of where esports would be uh, by today and in the future. But naturally 2020 was really difficult. So we saw a lot of changes, but uh before the uh, the quarantine and Corona, by uh, tw 2020, last year, they were projecting that uh, the esports revenue would be 1.1 billion, up 15% from the current year's 950 billion 
2019. And they believed by 2023, uh, esports would have 1.5 billion in uh, projected revenue growth. So that's 15% year over year, which if you're getting 15% on anything year over year, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so directly correlated to this, where they were getting this is based on uh, their players' uh, performance uh, during that fiscal year. So we saw that a lot of growth was being projected as um, as the growth of the industry and player base was also growing at the same time. Um, yeah, it's very. I think it'll be kind of shocking. Mike has a list of of what the um, the top esports earners of 2019 were, and you'd be surprised on how much these people are making just based off of uh, their earnings. So no extra things, no endorsements, no sponsorships, no YouTube. Um, yeah, just based off of their earnings. Yeah, just trade from the tournament. Um, so for 2019, um, just overall esports stats. Uh, the total prize money for esports tournaments was two hundred and thirty-four million dollars. Mm. Uh, there was a total of five thousand two hundred and ninety-two tournaments, um, and a little over twenty-seven thousand uh, active players. <clears throat> so they're the sharing. Tournament- so that twenty-seven thousand active players, they're sharing that total prize money. Mm-hmm. Um. So the mean tournament prize pool was forty four thousand, and then the mean earnings per player was eight thousand five hundred dollars, mm. which is like crazy. That is I crazy. Mean, for I mean to think of like the winners, like the winners obviously won more money, uh, versus like just like the people who participated and like mm. still. Make and it is it, uh, it is variable too because this was from 2019 which mm-hmm. a lot the earnings also increased a lot because of Fortnite and how much money was being moved into Fortnite um right so a, a lot of the prize pools are a little extra high um mm-hmm. but even then it's still a ridiculous amount for uh for how much these guys are making like in this year right. in 2019 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the median tournament prize pool was fifteen hundred bucks, and then the median earnings per player was seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So, people who are taking part in these tournaments are definitely walking away with money and like mm-hmm. are able to make money off of it, which I think is cool to yeah. see. And you can see, um, I want to say this too, that like you can see like some of the people in here for we have a top 15, uh, some of the people in here, a lot of the people in here are Fortnite people for 2019, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, one of the big names, uh, the American Booga or Kyle Giersdorf, um, a lot of you probably do know because he was on a lot of late night talk shows and, uh, he was paraded around after winning the World Cup um, in Fortnite. Uh, but he's number six, and for that year, he made 
three million sixty six thousand. So damn, just for that year. Um, and he's number six. Number one was a uh, what is it? Sweden, Swedish Jirax. Um, she made three million one hundred sixty three thousand. So the top fifteen, they're all no lower than a million is what these players were making. Um, and what's crazy is that this is only people who were playing in tournaments. There's also the, you you can also not even be a full on professional and still make a lot of money, sometimes make even more money. Um, these are things that aren't publicly known. This is naturally like single people's own uh, earnings. But I know streamers who have about 66,000 people who are always in their games as they stream eight hours every single day. Um, and like Nick Merckx is someone who comes to mind. And his projected income is about $22 million based on donations done on Twitch. Um, with the And I'm sure that shocked someone. Doesn't shock Mike and I because we knew, but for this, I know there's people who... Don't know, but that's that is it's crazy. Yeah, twenty two million um, for somebody who just plays the game and people watch him play it. Um, Eight hours a day. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, but that that's a different like be because you got to think if you have that monetary value, Mike. Like eight hours is nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sometimes not even eight hours. You know, it's really based on how what he wants to do. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a little bit, he sometimes is a little bit less now because he just makes so much. Um, but still, some guys do 12-hour streams. Um, yeah, it gets, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is cool, the flexibility you can have as a streamer. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure Booga made more than $3 million that he just had for, for uh, prize money. But he also, because he he's also has his stream and people watching him. So it's kind of like, it's, it's a weird mix between like a TV personality and an athlete. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, you make the money from both of those ways. You can make it playing the game as the athlete or the TV personality who just like you watch people, they watch you practice and play in tournaments. Right. Um, But you're getting money for both. Yeah. Um, yeah, so naturally, a lot of those numbers we were just saying about uh, the 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 different players who and how much they made. Um, yeah, I'm just surprised how many Fortnite guys are on here. The top 15, I think, is like for 2019. I think like eight of them or nine of them were uh, were Fortnite people. Probably more. Yeah, in some I feel like 2019 was like a big Fortnite year. Yeah, it was. That's why it was a lot of these guys are up here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so originally from 2019, that's when news were at the height of gaming and news was making these projections. And uh, now we've got to actually see 2020 and what happened. So it's cool to look back on the data. Um, and during the whole 2020, Newzu downgraded uh, where they thought the esports revenue was going to be three times and finally came to the conclusion that they would have projected 950 million um, in revenue. 
So Damn. that's supposed to be like a quote unquote down year. Uh, didn't, they didn't hit the the uh, 1.1 billion. So we're talking about what, like 60 million. Um, and I think it's, I think they made out pretty well. Uh, personally, that's still growth um, from the previous year. Not as much, just 10 million. But uh, a lot of it um, was because there were no in-person events. So mm-hmm. that's directly correlated to like merchandising sales because people can't, they're thinking people are just going to um, uh, impulse buy things at these events. That's what these companies are banking on. So, all, but they can't do that. So, as a result, uh, merchandising was and ticket revenue was down thirty one percent, as to tw- as uh, compared to twenty nineteen. Um, what was interesting though is Newzu was saying that the total number of audience members and organizers hadn't changed at all. So, pretty much like the supply and demand didn't change at all. It was just uh not possible to to link those two things together um, right. in the form of uh in-person events uh yeah so it was cool just to see like where the projection was based on and the different pieces that uh were moving together to make uh being a streamer or being a professional so lucrative um so there was uh, the couple of things that were affecting it were sponsorships, media rights and publisher fees, um, digital revenue, streaming revenue, and the missing merchandising and tickets. So it was $584 million, uh was expected in sponsorships, $163 million uh, for media rights, uh, $109 million for publisher fees, uh, $20 million for uh, uh digital and in 19.9 million for streaming. And then what was missing to get to that $101.1 billion uh, expected growth was 52 million of the uh, merchandise and tickets. So I just thought that was pretty interesting how, where all that money was coming from for their valuation. Um, Hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting breakdown. Like, um, it's interesting that the majority is sponsorships. Yeah, so there's a I lot guess of that makes yeah, sense. and there's a lot of people in the sponsorships that you just wouldn't even think. You'd think that it was like oh, small mom and pop places, like or like like small sandwich shops. You know what I mean? Like Jesse John's or like like things like that. But it's really large entities are are sponsoring these events. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, it, and it's interesting because I uh, looked at a, like people, companies going into the esport community and they, I found one per esports observer. So from the esports observer, they had a 10 to one list. Um, and it was cool. Uh, from starting from 10 down to one, we have Levi's, Duracell, Chupa Chups, which I think is a uh, like a clothing brand, Baby Bell, the cheese, TD Bank, um, number five, which was most surprising to me, the United States Navy, uh, Rothman Orthopedics, Getty Images, 
IBM and BMW as the number one uh, brand in the esports community. Um, hmm. Which is cool. Those are some really heavy hitters, you know? These aren't, like, small companies. Yeah, um, right. I always like looking at whatever, uh, like, any growth of uh, a new field or a technology. I always like looking at the the really large movers, so the big companies that have their, their hands in the pot. And, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I, I can't be I can't understate how massive the United States Navy is, you know, like, yeah, even though all these other companies are huge, like there's just the Navy even being anywhere close is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And it was cool because the U.S. Navy actually spends 97 percent of its advertising budget on online advertising and esports. So um, that includes just like naturally the advertising during games or people watching streams on Twitch um, and actually holding their own events. So they actually sponsor a lot of events that happen, some with Twitch, ESL. Um, and Navy also has a, a, a pro CSGO team. Um, mm-hmm. So you can see why they're in the industry, you know. Uh, they found that like the majority of people who they were advertising to before uh, are 18 to 28. That's the demographic that they're trying to to uh, to advertise to. And they were spending a lot of money on television. So they ended up cutting out their television budget and just put putting it all towards online advertising. They saw no difference in how many people were being recruited. So it just shows you that they know where to go and they know what's what the, the state of the country. So... They got the demographic they were looking for, um, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. I also like that. Uh, I think it could be cool uh, if TD Bank like looks more into esports. I'm sure they'll use the garden to. Um, Absolutely, to hold events. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if they they might have in the past. I just wouldn't have known. Mm. But, um, but th- we know that it's going to happen in the future. Definitely. Like, I, I 100% would think so. Um, yeah, and BMW, that's it, that was crazy to me. Like, they um, they actually had, like, five massive teams uh, form one pretty much just like a uh, – it was like a league with these five teams. And you got a bunch of people who naturally want to get onto these teams and – Oh, this is really cool. It creates a lot of revenue. It creates a lot of money. Yeah. That is cool. BMW teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one last thing I want to touch on before um, we get into discussion questions was I found out about this thing called Hitmarker. <clears throat> um, and so Hitmarker is essentially like Indeed for uh, jobs in the esports and gaming industry mm-hmm. so it's crazy you guys hit, yep go if you go to hitmarker.net uh you can just see a listing of like a bunch of esports jobs and like they also have like helpful things like how to get a job in esports or like how to develop an esports cover letter mm-hmm. how to re how to write a esports resume 
Like it's um, it's it's hard to just describe it, but if you go to hitmarker.com, you'll be surprised. Like it's legitimately exactly like indeed.com, but for esports. Mm-hmm. Um and this is I just want to bring this up because I found it while we were researching and it's I don't know, it's kind of exciting. It's like definitely uh shows that there is an industry. Mm-hmm. And it's like growing, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I'm gonna be checking it out more because you need. There's a lot of things like it's it's it really feels like it's a new form of radio. That's how it feels because when you go on there, you can get people who just send in donations or and you could be doing anything on some of these things. Like you may think like, oh, who's going to watch like a slow paced game that I play? You know what I mean? So there's probably people, a lot of people who play like Animal Crossing or something. Mm-hmm. There's a whole community. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just like you who love Animal Crossing who will literally watch you play Animal Crossing. Like, right. it's a legit <clears throat> thing. People do it. Um, yeah. And it's and funny. It's growing bigger. Yeah, because bigger. for a long time, I feel like it, 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 like it was seen as like a joke. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, who's gonna what, like? Even I would say it. I'll let you watch somebody else play video games. Like, why don't you just play the video game? But yeah, right. It's pretty much <laughs> the same thing. It's the same exact thing with sports. Like, oh, you watch basketball. Why don't you just go play basketball? And like, all right, well, right. can you do the th- uh, three sixty windmill? Like, no. Then I want to <laughs> watch somebody do that. It's just yeah. like that with the video games. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see um, mm-hmm. how the industry is developing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so check out that website if you have any interest in like, I don't know, esports jobs or just how the industry mm-hmm. is looking. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting stuff. Um, all right. Ready for discussion questions? Yeah, let's go. I already got my candle going. Yeah, me too. I'm going to take off. a deep, deep congested breath. That sounds fantastic. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So good. So I feel relaxed. great. Um, I feel good. All right. So would you attend an esports event? If so, what type of game would you want to watch? Easily. I think I know your answer already. Yeah. Easy. Um... Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Of course. Um I think what do I what do I enjoy watching most? I mean, I think I would like watching a RuneScape tournament. Mm. I would also like watching a Valorant tournament. Um I guess Valorant's a little more exciting, so mm. I would go Valorant. Um I was thinking Valorant have you would ever, be like my top five. Yeah. Have you ever, like, considered going to one, like, prior to now, though? No. This year was the first year that I was actually looking. And what's also crazy is that for what they describe as an enthusiast, Nuzu, so a part of their one of their projections was that there'd be an increase of the occasional people who watch at least a streamer um, once every, like, couple of days that's an occasional and I would be considered an enthusiast because I watch like almost every day. Someone. I watch some kind of yeah, streamer yeah. play almost every day. So That's cool. um 
Yeah, but it's crazy because that all just happened within the year. So never before quarantine did I ever think that I would go to an esporting event. But now after the quarantine, I'm would be interested in going to the esports. So it's just I'm proof that the industry is growing because I'm a new person who was added to right. the community already. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I am too because like I don't think I would have considered going to like a tournament or a convention. Mm prior to quarantine but now that i'm yeah yeah because there's I'm some like personalities more... that you watch on twitch who might be who could possibly be at that event Mm-hmm. like um i wish i was <clears throat> i forgot to mention overwatch but overwatch was big and they actually developed their own overwatch league uh that was cool way back when um, I'm sure they'll be doing that again because they're over. They're making Overwatch too, mm-hmm. but that was like sort of a interesting subsec- subsection of esports because they made their own league mm-hmm. in one game, uh, and then they just like formed teams in different like geographic locations mm-hmm. and uh, had them compete, and that was fun to watch. That's how like XQC became famous. Um, I'm sure other people rose to fame from that, but mm. XQC is probably the most famous out of the all the Overwatch League players. Mm. So you would definitely do a Fortnite before anything? Absolutely. A Fortnite event? Absolutely. Yeah. Or a Nintendo event. I just can't wait till you get your PC and you like start playing other shit. Yeah, I know. I'll be playing. Yeah, I know that I'm gonna end up with a computer. I know that I'm gonna get up with one to like play on. So. Yeah, you got to. Mm-hmm. You you should figure out if you get a tax return, you should just blow it all on a computer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think I know your answer for this one too. But mm-hmm. which game would you want to go pro in the most? Absolutely, still Fortnite. Yeah. I don't know. I would probably want to go Valorant. Valorant's a great game uh, too. That's another one that's really growing. Yeah, Valorant's really fun. They're, uh, dude, Riot Games is like just got a grip on everybody. Mm. That's because if you're if you're coming out as like a software engineer, there's not much place for video games, you know. So usually the ones at the top just like eat all the talent, <laughs> so you're gonna stay yeah. good. Right, and it's just—it's crazy that they have these free games, but people dump so much money into them for like mm-hmm. cosmetic stuff, and I don't know. The gaming industry and the esports industry is just very interesting to me. Mm. Um, I should have looked more into that game that I talked about last week. You know how I talked about how that game is being developed, and they're gonna their whole economy is gonna be based off of blockchain. Oh yeah, I mentioned that. I do remember that just now. I have to look mm-hmm. more into that because mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna be really interesting. And mm-hmm. like, imagine what if we like get into that game like really fast and like we make a ton of money off it just because mm-hmm. it's like a little bubble in itself. It's something that is worth looking at. Like, I think what Mike and I also on here talk about a lot is things that. Are, grow, are going to grow into the future or things that are in the process of growing right now. So there's going to be some kind of 
and you can just take this as information, but which it is, is that there's going to be some things that are applicable to like future term and making money off of those things. So I'm sure if you thought, if you're looking for somewhere to invest or something like that, generally you could start in the esports community because you have seen its growth. I'll definitely say mm-hmm. do your own research too, but there's a lot of growth into it. So I agree, I agree with that, Mike. Like maybe it could. I think it could. A lot of things we talk about could. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of another question. Like if you were, say, you were to go on a hit marker right now and like apply for a job, what would be the first type of job you would apply for? If I, okay. So as a job in the esports community, what would I want to work? Yeah. I think personally I would like to work in some sort of marketing Mm. campaign for like some sort of game I feel like you could have a lot of fun doing that yeah I, I like the ads have you seen like the YouTube ads for League of Legends uh, I ha- I do get those sometimes, but not that much. They're like funny and interesting. They're very like minimalist. They're like mm. very like uh basic cartoons, but mm. I like those types of ads. And I feel like I don't know. It would be fun to because I would know. I have like some knowledge as to like what gamers would be attracted to or like what would catch their interest so Mm. I think gaming marketing would be cool Mm. what do you think I think I would probably want to I want to be like a maybe I feel like the first thing that came to my head was a coach that's what I'd want to do I would coach Fortnite (laughs) That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. But other than that, I would want to do something where I would travel. So maybe like a, I don't know, like I'd maybe making this job up a field correspondent. That'd be cool. Like a like a reporter at. Yeah, that events. would be dope. That'd be dope. That would be cool too. Like going yeah. to those events just to like talk about them. That'd be dope. It's funny how, like, hyped up people get at those events, like, mm. the commentators. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. Like, you'll, like, I'll I'll see, like, clips of League of Legends, like, mm. upsets or whatever, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what's going on, but the guy's like, oh, shit, he fucking, he just... <laughs> mm. Yo, know. you know what? I'm thinking about it, Mike. We should, yeah. that should be something that, maybe in the future of the pod, but I think it is in, well, in the realm of what we could do is if we go to an event on one of these topics that we talk about and then mm-hmm. are able to talk about them after going to them, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Um, if we just like had events we could go to, but mm-hmm. like there aren't really events, but like since, since the vaccines are coming out and stuff, we are going to be able to be doing more stuff and we can, 
go on adventures or go on some sort of experience and then like report back to the pod and just, and just like do a debriefing. Yeah, I, I think like um, be... I think there is some uh, something cooking there. There's something crackling there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. But yeah, how do you feel? I feel pretty great. Um, yeah, I think that is a succinct. I like it. Succinct, great mm-hmm. word. Yeah, it's a good one. That was one of my favorites for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the esports deep dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, guys. Shout out people who have been listening. Um, we definitely really appreciate you guys. Um, uh, especially again, thanks for the people that vote. Um, thanks for all of the listeners. Thanks for people who are just tuning in. Have heard every single one. Those listening to it backwards, forwards. Um, yeah, we just Sideways. appreciate everyone. Yeah, we appreciate everybody who listens. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't followed yet, follow us on Instagram at mm-hmm. DTMS underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You heard the man. All right. See you guys. All right. Peace.